With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Joining us now from SENSA, it is Paul Bonza, who... We're going to chat, of course, about the South Australian sporting sides and I'm going to ask him a question about the cricket and what 11 he'd be selecting for this first test, Australia versus Sri Lanka. Bond, thanks for your time tonight. G'day, Wild. How are you going? Fantastic. Look, not a great weekend for my Fremantle football side, but a brilliant weekend for my New South Wales rugby league area. We swept all possible origin games that happened across this weekend and my voice is a little bit husky because I lived a dream and went to the game on Sunday afternoon here I in was Perth. going to ask you whether you went to the game, but so that would have been very exciting. Great atmosphere, obviously. Oh, I absolutely loved it, and it was insane. Sell out, but I think in the, in, in, in the end it was like 59,000-something turned up and put bums on seats. But what was most surprising was it was more a New South Wales-supported crowd than I would have imagined. I thought it would be Queensland for sure, but... Um, whether it was just the section or the half of the ground that I was in. But, yeah, it seemed like any time it was New South Wales, even in the pregame, that was the side that got much more of a cheer, which I was like, yes, I thought I was going to be on the minority, but I wasn't. I was with the majority. They were all my people. Couldn't have been happier. Oh, that's good. That's good. (laughs) Good to hear, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I wouldn't be talking like this if we'd lost. Um, Now, (laughs) (laughs) uh, a good weekend in AFL for the South Australian sides. So very happy people in Adelaide this weekend. Uh, yeah, the Crows had, in what was touted as a bit of a danger game, and and um, there was a, a few people around the country saying that North Melbourne were a chance, and in the end, Adelaide just just far too strong. Won by fifty-seven points. Um, Rory Laird was fantastic again in the middle. Thirty-four disposals, eleven tackles. Keys and Dawson were very good again. They've been great all year. But probably the highlight were the two boys up forward. Darcy Fogarty kicked four goals and is starting to play, I guess, the football that the Crows were hoping that he could play. So he uh, he looked good. And, and Taylor Walker just turns back the clock and kicks the lazy six. Um, I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that the Crows will offer him another contract. What length would you offer as a contract if you were in control? Um I, I look. I, I think it's a yearly thing because you know he's in his thirties, and if the club's offering any more than that, they're probably, uh, you know, it's a, it'd be nice to offer a long time servant of the club a couple of years, but uh, if the club's doing the right thing by, you know, its whole list, then they probably just say, oh, like, let's sign for a year, and then we review it again. In a year's time. A year with an option-type contract. Now, Port yeah. Adelaide and Gold Coast Suns finished off round 15, which was a fascinating round across many of the games. But this one in particular, a great way to finish it, a win for Port Power by two and keeps their season well and truly alive. Yeah, and Port got out the blocks early and uh, the first 10 minutes, it looked like how far Port Adelaide, but the Suns steadied. 
Uh, it was a really good second half of footy. There were some great uh, passages of play. Um, both teams had a chance to win the game, and in the end, uh, Port hung on uh, by the slimmest of margins. Uh, Dan Houston was fantastic for the power. He had 30 disposals. Connor Rosie, um, 24 disposals, six clearances, and six score involvements. He's been thrown into the middle uh, this year, and he is just getting better and better with every game. So, so much so that uh, Kane Corns has said on on SENSA this morning that he could be the best player in the competition within two or three years. So it's a pretty big statement by Kane. He's not used to making big statements, but uh, um, yeah, he, yeah, he was fantastic. But I do have a bit of a bugbear about Connor Rosie. Yeah. And this is to our friends Dwayne Russell and Jared Healy. It's not Rosie, it's Rosie. So for all the commentators and people in the media, his name is pronounced Rosie, not Rosie. It does my head in every time I hear it <laughs> while I'm watching. Nicely done. There you go. Yes. Rosie. Um, but yeah, yeah. one interesting thing at the end of the game as well, mm-hmm. um, Willem Drew there's like less than a minute left. It was in the forward pocket for the Gold Coast Suns. Willem Drew handballed the ball out of bounds and it was deemed a throw-in. You know, the Gold Coast fans are saying it should have been a deliberate. But if the AFL bring in the sample rule, last possession rule, that would have been a free kick to the Gold Coast Suns. So it'll be interesting to see if they bring that rule in next year where the last possession rule, whether it be a kick or a handball, out of bounds, goes to the opposition. So that would have given the Gold Coast Suns a chance to win the game with a shot from the boundary. Well, that debate will continue to rage across every week as as always rules, rule changes that people want to get rid of, rules they want brought in comes up. And another one came up again of the weekend, and it comes up when a nasty nasty injury occurs. Uh, And the whole idea Mm. of should there be a send-off, should there be a sin bin, is there a way to manage that differently when a player like Dion Prestia gets taken out for the entire game? Not saying it was deliberate, but the result was out for the entire game. Uh, Tom Stewart gets to stay on the ground and turns out with a brilliant performance and may have been a difference in a, in a close game. Where do you sit? Do you think the game actually would work with a send-off or a sin bin? No, I, I just think that's another decision that an umpire or has to make. So whether it's an umpire off the field has to make that decision or whether... Uh, I, I don't think we need it. Um, we've got enough players on the bench. We've got enough rotations. Uh, you have a medical sub now. Um, that it, it, you don't need to do that. I'm, I'm a big believer in karma and footy karma will get the Geelong Footy Club sooner or later down the track. That'll Things will even up. Yep. So I, I, I wouldn't like to see a player sent off because... Down the track, there'll be uh, the wrong decision made where a player sent off because someone thought, um, you know, there was, there was, it was an illegal attack on a player or an illegal hit. I know it won't happen very often, but uh, no, I'm not a fan of the send off. I think the waffle uh, trialling across this season, a, a blue card, if I think that's what they're calling it, yeah. uh, where for HIAs, both players end up having to go sit down for that however long. Um, and then can come back on. So it'd be interesting to know at the end of their season if they feel that's something that made any difference or what the clubs a vote for coming back or um, you know get rid of it. So that's one to probably watch out for as well. I don't see it immediately going into 
AFL, but it may find its way around the Premier no. Leagues. Speaking of the Premier League, Sandford, what's the latest? Um, it was a, a, all games were on a Saturday this week, which meant I had a day off on Sunday, which was lovely. Lovely. <laughs> so, um, all the teams that should have won won on the weekend. So Adelaide defeated South by ten goals. The Eagles defeated West, uh, North defeated Central, Glenelg defeated Port. The, the, the biggest game of the round was Nord v Sturt. Sturt were in fifth position, Nord were in sixth position, and Nord beat Sturt by 26 points and leapfrogged them into the five. So Nord jump into the five, Sturt drop out. So uh, there's some there's some big games coming up over the next couple of weeks which will decide the makeup of the final five. And uh, Nord have a while they jumped into the five this week, they have a big game against the Eagles on Sunday, and we'll be covering that uh, from Montana Kia over at Woodville down the road from my place. Um, uh, we'll be covering that on Sunday at 2 o'clock, and on Saturday we'll be covering the North Port game, which should be a good game as well. Uh, North sitting on top of the table and Port. Uh, just getting some players back through injury. Uh, Razio Fantasia. Played his first game back in a sample last week, so he'll be better for the run as well. So, um, yeah, the sample's going along very nicely, and um, as we sort of get to maybe eight rounds to go, uh, it's that fifth position, fourth and fifth position on the ladder, is going to be very tight. I like when there's a competition and it's still coming in close to semi-final time and there's valid games going, so hopefully it continues to play out that way in the Sandful. Now, Bonds, before I let you go, Australia taking on Sri Lanka in the first of the two Test Match series. We think spin's going to play a big part of it. Expect plenty of sweep shots to be played by the batting side. What's your 11? How are you balancing out our batting options? Who's your all-rounder and what are you doing? Are you going in with pace and backing it in or are you adding in a couple of spinners? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, of talk about spinners and, and how successful they are but the, but there's two bowlers that have done very well at goal in, in recent times and one is Jimmy Anderson who took a six for and won the test for England uh, not that long ago and also Mitchell Stark has had success there as well so uh, although there is some doubt over Stark with his finger um, he has a yeah, cut in his, his finger and whether he comes up or not wait and see but I, I think that the batting order um, picks itself Warner and Kawaja, Labashane Smith, uh, Travis Head looks like he's recovered from the hamstring injury, so you can't not play Travis Head. And Cam Green at six, Alex Carey at seven. The only change I would make, and, and then you've got Cummins, Hazelwood, Lyon, Stark. That's that's the bowling lineup from the last test. The only change I would make is if Stark's not fit and his finger's not right, I would play. Glenn Maxwell. Oh, yeah. So I think... So Swe- Maxwell... Yeah, I think Swepson might have been in the 11 last game, potentially. Did we have the oh, league yeah. in Pakistan? Um, I'm just trying to think myself. Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe Hazelwood didn't play. Yeah, it might have been Hazelwood Stark to Swepson. Fit. Yeah, and even, I can't, I can't Yeah, and even now we're hearing, you know, will they stick with Swepson or will they change to finger spin? But Agar, who I suppose would have been the first cab off the rank there, side strain... Uh, so Kuhneman comes back into the picture. Mm, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do do. I think Maxwell, look, wasn't even supposed to be there for the Test Series, but you can't yeah. ignore what he offers. He's probably a better spinner than your, your, your head Smith and Labashane, what you're going to get from those three. 
We know he's a great fielder, yeah. and we know that he's he, he's very very good against spin. So it's funny how. You know, you don't even entertain picking him in the squad, but now we come to this point and I'm like, well, I reckon he'd be making people have a serious conversation. He may not get picked, but I think they'd be very tempted to play him. Yeah, and uh, Jared Waitley this morning on his show said he could make plenty of arguments why Maxwell should be in the side. And I think most people can. and They'd love to see it. Uh, so it'll be really interesting come uh, Wednesday what happens and how the how the team rolls out. So really looking forward to it. More test cricket. You know that uh, you know that we love it, Jed, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to that as well. But I look, I, th- I think it'll be a pretty straightforward selection. I don't know they'll go with two spinners. Though. I think they'll just pick their best bowlers. Back themselves in. We do like to use our pace up front without a doubt and then rely on the rest of our spinners and line to do a heavy, heavy workload as well. Bonds, thanks so much for your time tonight. I'll leave it there and uh, we'll chat again next week. No worries, Walt. See ya. Great to have Paul Bonzer from SENSA making time, as he does for us every week, to give us a touch point into South Australia. More to come here on The Overnight Crowd. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.